health teams are seeing this additional activity as well. That's as several operations are being cancelled at Wishaw Hospital. That's been blamed on a spike in the number of patients being admitted to A&E. The local health board says 220 people turned up there on Monday, with some complaining of backache and insect bites. Next, a woman's been ordered to pay £3,000 in compensation to a postman who was attacked by a dog she was looking after. Stephanie Cahoon's partners, Staffordshire Bull Terrier, bit Andrew Barton in Milton last February. He needed to take four months off work to recover. Now, David Laws had a solid start to the Scottish Open at North Berwick's Renaissance Club, the Scots four under par, after carding an opening round of 67. I was really pleased. Parted really well today, which was something I hadn't really been doing for um, the last couple of weeks. Um, so no, it was nice to hold some parts. Fellow Scot Connor Syme is also on four under. Weather with the Clyde One app. Download it now and take us with you on the go. A dry evening and night with light winds and lows of 14. That's the latest. I'm Colette McGonagall. 0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Ange Postacoglu says the futures of Odson Edward and Christopher Ryer are out of his hands. Rangers announce a glamour friendly against Real Madrid and Jim Goodwin hopes the blend of youth and experience can fire them to success this season. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Mark Wilson. I've definitely pulled the short straw, Andrew. <laughs> Been put on the night after England get to the final of the Euros. So let's stick closer home. Like you say, Celtic and Rangers in pre-season friendly action this week. Celtic with convincing win over Chef Wed yesterday. Rangers against Partick Thistle. And given the full squads are run out, it's got to that time of the season where players... Fitnesses are the important thing Getting them up to speed And like you say Rangers need to get their players up to speed Because in three weeks time They face the Galacticos Real Madrid What a pre-season friendly that is to have And the league really Or the campaign really starts for The teams in the lower leagues And some of our premiership teams This Friday night This weekend League Cup starts Exciting stuff ahead I wasn't even going to bring up The result last night And there we go Ah, About two two seconds into the show There we go You need to mention it It's all over the place So why not mention it Get out of the way Early doors and move on You got your Italy top ready for Sunday? (laughs) Yes Wilsiano Printed (laughs) on the back Whereabouts in the bench Would you be in that Italian squad? Uh, Well I I wouldn't even be in the stadium (laughs) Unfortunately Uh, Well of course As Mark said The League Cup group stage Kicks off today Champions League qualifiers less than two weeks away there's signings happening lots of talk speculation as well so whatever's on your mind make sure to give us a call on 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB um, of course we're aware of a developing story about Celtic striker Lee Griffiths as well you may have heard it in our news bulletins or seen it on our news pages online it's that police are investigating claims he sent inappropriate messages to a girl under the age of 16 on social media he's been sent home from Celtic Celtic's training camp in Wales as they look into it as well. There's been a statement from a Celtic spokesperson that we got late last night. They say we've been made aware of online comments concerning Lee Griffiths. The club will now look into this matter carefully. Lee has left the club's training camp as we do this. It would not be appropriate to make any further comment at this time. Also a statement from Police Scotland as well. They say we've been made aware of social media content. We're making inquiries and assessing for criminality. So this is obviously... 
now a live investigation you know the claims involve a, a young girl so there's not much else we can really say about it at the moment but any updates on this story uh, we'll make sure to bring those to you over the coming days Mark he obviously wasn't involved in that friendly yesterday against Sheffield Wednesday a 3-1 win um, a lot of youth players in that there wasn't really that many first team players involved. Is there much we can we can take away from that? Um, I, I don't think so. Like I've been looking at social media um, over the past twenty four hours since the game. A lot of Celtic fans pleased with you know the high press and they're they're putting that down to Postacoglu's methods that he's put in and installed in the in the last couple of weeks. But you you only see things come to fruition when the real first team players and the real squad comes together and takes to the pitch these games is very, they're very hard to gauge I mean I've been involved in plenty of them um, and Celtic could quite easily have lost that game and people then jump on post these games are for fitness only Andrew you know to get the players 45 minutes to an hour under their belt get as many as possible involved and then as the games get closer to that first uh, weekend of the season that's where you really see the benefits of, of the work that goes in the training ground but um, I'm sure Celtic fans would have been happy to see young Owen Moffat grab a goal um, a Yeti grab a goal and Edward come on and grab a goal it's always important that your strikers you know hit the ground running straight away and certainly a Yeti has a lot to prove this season he got the armbands yesterday you know a show of faith from Postacoglu maybe uh, and he gets on the score sheet so uh, a lot of work to be done a lot of games to, to get through but um, on the right road um, well let's hear from Ange Postacoglu shall we speaking after the game yesterday he says there will be significant change to the playing squad this summer he also says they're working hard to get the right targets through the door there'll be significant change only because because there's been a, a pretty big turnover in players um, from last year a lot have left and, and you know we need to bring in some and whenever that happens I think that's significant change and, and also we probably play a little bit differently to what they have in the past so yeah, whether it's a rebuild or, or, or just a shift in direction, um, it will be significant change for sure. I'm not talking to anyone. Um, we've got multiple targets and, you know, there's a lot of names being thrown around. Um, from my perspective, it's more about making sure that we do bring in some, some, some players who can play the football that I want over the next sort of period and, and clubs working awfully hard to try and make that happen. I mean, every day that passes, Mark, you sort of start to wonder when the signings are, are going to start flooding in because yeah. surely they need to at some point with, with so little time left before the Champions League qualifiers. Of course, well, you only need to look at Rangers and how they've added to their squad and continue to add to their squad without anybody really getting out the door. Celtic are in a much more critical position than, than Rangers, of course, because the amount of lone players that went back, the, the question marks hanging over, uh, players uh, heads just now who are, contracts are running down and players who are under contract but are clearly not good enough to, to compete um, in next season's title race so Celtic fans are scratching their heads thinking when are these guys going to come in because you know that's one pre-season game already ticked off now the next that's when the, the intensity gets ramped up the next one and the following one before you know it Michelin comes around and uh you know, you you're into the serious stuff. So players have to come in quickly. Um but I keep saying it every week in this show, Postacoglu, it seems like is out in his own doing this. He's he's out in the training field, he's chatting to the current players and he's trying to identify targets and bring them in. That's an incredibly hard job to do and Celtic have to get the staff round about him to help him uh, in an incredibly 
tough situation. Uh, well, let's start with the phones. 0141-951-1025. Alec is up first. Alec, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, Andy. How are we doing? How are we doing, Mark? Good, Alec. Uh, again, just, just looking at the Celtic pages and at the day, then you've got comments where uh, Andy isn't allowed to bring in his own backroom team. He's got to work with the backroom team that's there. Uh, same again with like, the players where they have to let the Croatian boy a lot of things I think it's just a lot of lazy journalism uh, the Michelin game is coming up but there could be players there who get his by that game that will then maybe after that or maybe after the qualifiers get sold because we know that Ayer wants to go we know that Edward wants to go we know that Christie wants to go but we might only get one or two players in before the Michelin game. Now, to be quite honest with you, I'm willing to sacrifice the manager getting the right players in instead of trying to get numbers in through the door because it's not just Michelin, that's one game, and I know it's a Champions League, and I know it's a lot of money, but maybe we're going to need to take a hit on this. Maybe we're going to need to wait till we get the right players in to go and making a, a right assault on the league instead of just tight, uh, running the clock down to this Michelin game because to be quite honest with you, it's coming too soon I mean Mark the, the prize money alone that, that the Champions League group stage is, is worth if you get to it I think just the, the sort of base prize money is £14 million it is mm-hmm. a huge amount of money for any Scottish club can Celtic afford to take a gamble like that? You look at the last couple of years Celtic believed that they had the crux of a good squad Going into Champions League qualifiers in the field And <laughs> on a couple of occasions And too many occasions um, This season like uh, It would appear at this stage That it would seem um, too, too high a mountain to climb When you look at the squad situation The new manager The whole staffing issues Alec then touches on Postacoglu's backroom staff who we've not seen any yet apart from the guys that are already there um, to, to get through this tie would be an incredible success right off um, thinks it's incredibly difficult like the players you'd have to say if you're really really serious about qualifying for the Champions League this term then the recruitment and the manager and everything that comes with it had to be put in place a lot sooner than it was I think the, the Celtic board realised that was maybe a bridge too far this season um, and are settling on trying to get their squad together for the start of the Premiership season to put a realistic challenge to Rangers rather than get through to the group stages of the Champions League like if it happens it's amazing and of, of course every Celtic fan would be absolutely delighted but you've got to think how hard a job and how much they have to do for that to happen it's it's a lot of work I mean Alec was talking about the staff we saw Ange Postacoglu on the touchline yesterday and there was, you know, Gavin Strachan was still there. John Kennedy was there. Stephen McManus was there. Are you surprised at this point with, you know, the the fact that Ange Postecoglou had time to quarantine and has had time at Celtic now that there hasn't been any of his own staff brought in? Yeah, I'm hugely surprised because, look, it's not just Celtic. Any club, any manager, and any club throughout the world that gets appointed. They always bring someone in with them, even if it's just one person. Usually, the norm now, even especially in England and Europe, managers take a full team of people that just take over the full department, footballing department. You know, up to ten to fifteen staff. With Postecoglou, we've not seen anybody now. 
Obviously I know John Kennedy And Steve McManus Personally I think they're Terrific coaches I don't know Gavin Stratton But I've heard good things About him as a coach Regardless of what Some Celtic fans think of him um, So I'm not decrying them Or their coaching ability But you just Wonder You know If Postecoglou Was given a choice Or it was This is your staff You have to work with It's just an odd situation That I haven't seen Happening At many other places Andrew do you want to come back in, Alec? Aye, well, as you say, Mark, when years gone by under Brendan Rodgers and, and Neil Lennon, you know, we thought that we had a, a squad that we could go in and qualify for the Champions League. And we haven't. Mm-hmm. So, you never know. <laughs> like I say, I, I'm, I'm just trying to be positive, but you never know. Yeah. We, might, we might go through these games and people might be like, oh, here, they're a player there, they're a player there. And I'll be like, how did Celtic qualify for that? You know, so... It's, we just need to I'd rather these take more time Than than, than uh, just Go and get players Just whatever And can I just say one more thing About John Kennedy John Kennedy There's been a lot of Celtic fans on here That's decried him And says that he should have walked And, and left With everybody else And had a full clear out it's, it's been said before in this show But nobody was shouting that When John Kennedy was part of the The, the, the double treble The quadruple treble you know what I mean? Nobody was shouting that then, so it's quite clear that the guy has definitely got something about him. Yeah, I, I think just when you look at him, there's, there's a sort of a calmness about him. You know what I mean? And I, I think that either way, whether Paul Ange brings in his own staff or whatever, John Kennedy will be will be he'll not be too close by. Let's put it that way. I mean, I don't think it's any secret that. The Celtic board and people high up at Celtic do rate John Kennedy, and you know we have seen it on Twitter, we've had it on the phones. Celtic fans, Alex, saying it there that some of them wanted John Kennedy out, but there's no way you can blame what happened last season at the feet of John Kennedy. No, no way. I mean, I've stood here and had arguments with people about John Kennedy's ability as a coach and what he brings to Celtic, and exactly what Alex said there. I've said similar here that whenever it was going rosy for Celtic, John Kennedy was part of that. When it turned a disaster He quickly became You know The the scapegoat almost And when he took over it quickly became his fault All of this um, So Very good coach Very highly thought of Obviously inside Celtic Park And I think Alex Wright If Ange Postecoglou brings in a right hand man Or another member of staff It looks as though John Kennedy Will be a part of that somehow uh, As well well, thank you to Alec 01419511025 on the phones. David is a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld up next. David, what's on your mind? Hi, panel. I'm just uh, wondering if I could ask uh, your opinion on whether Rangers have already made the, season, the signing of the season with the man from uh, Sheffield United, Lundstrom, or Lundstrom, whatever his name is, uh, after uh, he signed on uh, for a free, which is always good if you can get a player for a free, but especially with his background um, I've had a wee look at him he does seem to have a wee bit of a card history but that goes on me the kind of role that he plays he seems to be a centre defence centre defensive midfielder a kind of box to box midfielder I think the Rangers team has been crying out for something like that somebody put a wee bit of an aggressive mark onto the midfield and I think he could be the signing of the season already 
I like that. We're already getting signing of the season shots. We had one last night. A Motherwell fan came on and said he thought that the capture of Liam Kelly could be the signing yeah, of the season. Yeah, yeah. David saying that it could be John Lundstrom. I like the confidence. Um, you know, D- David's right. He's a sort of box to box midfielder, very industrious, physical, the type of midfielder that can arrive late into the box. And you'd think with sort of Rangers attacking style in the Premiership, it, it could well benefit him. Obviously, it remains to be seen. Um, how he will do at Rangers but yeah. do you like the early signs of what he could offer? Well I, I think when you're getting a player who's who's played at that level on a free transfer right away then it's a good bit of business again um, he certainly looks good on paper Stephen Gerrard um, says all the right things about him um, it's, a, it's a position that I thought Rangers were particularly strong in last season anyway but it just goes to show you that Stephen Gerrard isn't resting on, on what he had last season he wants to improve it he wants to to have that competition for places Of course Glenn Kamara Ryan Jack are in there But Glenn Kamara has been Spoken about getting a move elsewhere Maybe that signals that Steven Gerrard's also thinking That that could be a possibility Because Rangers would be crazy If a, a, a huge offer came in from For Kamara after the season he's had And the Euros he's had Not to take it For for what they bought him for So it could just be A good bit of business For Rangers And, and good experience And um, just bolster that middle part because Stephen Davis isn't getting any younger. Arfield, of course, was in and out the side through injuries. Jack, obviously, I mean, is he, is he kind of a similar signing to Arfield in the way that you know he's, he's got Premier League experience, a sort of box to box central midfielder, yeah. getting him on a, a free transfer? Is it you know potentially a case of Arfield's done a good job for Rangers over the past few years, but Lundstrom could possibly be the successor to could that be. role. Yeah, you, you could look at it like that. I think it's always important. Premier League experience, people maybe say, oh, it, it doesn't mean that much. I think players that are getting to the end of their career, then it's a sort of different outlook in Premier League experience because they're they're slowing down. But when you get you know young, hungry players who have Premier League experience, I think it's a good thing. I think they'll, they'll take to the Scottish game no problem. And like Rangers fans seen how good our field is this might just be another one of them David what do you think is the next priority for Rangers in the transfer market is it going out and you know for a specific position or is it more sort of fending off offers for, for some of the top players I'm, I'm resigned to losing Kamara at this point We've, the Euros that he had and uh, his performance in the European champion, uh, the European leagues for us was just amazing. You can see sometimes that a player to go, they're going to go and they brilliant things. Um, Glenn Kamara is one of the players, and so is Ryan Kent. Uh, I think um, that's what Lundstrom's there today. And I always say when you're whenever you're buying players in a in a position where you're rife with players anyway, the fashion style as well. It doesn't make sense for me for to uh, buy another striker if we've got. Uh, four or five there depending on who you how you class a striker I think we're probably going to lose one or two players over the transfer but I think it's over the years the English people down south they don't really give us big offers but I think for our players they've proved that those players are very good players and I don't want them sold at all but if they do get sold I don't want them sold in the cheap I mean after the season Rangers had last season you'd think that if clubs are coming in for some of their top players that they'll be able to turn around to the clubs and say, well, you know, look at the performances, the fact yeah. we were unbeaten in the league season. Could, do you think that could could end up getting them a premium for, for some of the players? Of course. I think Glenn Kamara uh, is the biggest one because of the season he had domestically, the season he had 
European football Like David said there But the Euro Championships When you go on the big stage And you perform And look composed On that stage That's what drives up The, the transfer uh, price on your head And I think Rangers Will certainly know that And was it 50 Was it 50 grand 50,000 yeah 50,000 pounds you bought them for I mean that could Who knows How much you could go for But Rangers I think should hold out for the best possible offer which could be many millions of pounds well thank you to David 01419511025 give us a call and we could be speaking to you next you are the voice of Scottish football call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 if you want to get involved on the phones or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB uh, another piece of news today it was a bit of a surprise actually Rangers announcing a friendly against Real Madrid they'll take on Los Blancos on the 25th of July at Ibrox uh, that's just a week before they kick off their Premiership Campaign. I mean, that's not, that's not a bad tie to to see you off into the league season. That's is a it? belter. Yeah, you don't get much bigger than that. A pre-season friendly against Real Madrid. I mean, I, it was reading the last time Real Madrid played at Ibrox was that in the sixties, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah, it was. Um, Puskas scored what, uh, so one 0 win for Real Madrid yeah, in the oh, first round of the European Cup. A, I think it was. Yeah, what a coup that is to get um, Real Madrid to Ibrox, and it's a shame that. There's not going to be a full house there to see it Because that's what fans want to see in pre-season They want to see the glamour friendlies Going along and seeing these superstars That they don't get to see Or only seeing the TV So it's a shame it won't be a full house But what a test it will be for the Rangers players I know it's only Real Madrid's first pre-season game And Rangers will be up to speed But a terrific so game you, to be involved So are you trying in. to say Rangers will be the favourites though? They've got to be the favourites <laughs> If they don't win that then Their league season's over before it started It's funny as well because it looked as if All their pre-season schedule had been Decided And they were playing Brighton On the 24th Saturday the 24th And that was going to be Their last game This has been announced For the 25th So it's the day after So it kind of <laughs> It kind of looks as if They had their pre-season Schedule sorted And then all of a yeah. sudden This opportunity's come up And they've gone You know what We can't turn that Well down. I tell you what Stephen Gerrard And Gary McAllister Will be playing against Brighton The day before <laughs> Because there's no way he's, he's putting out His first team against Brighton Even if I was a Rangers First team player Imagine getting the, the option Who do you want to, Which game Would you like to play in I think I'd Know which one I was choosing The one this Sunday Against Real Madrid Have you got any one? Any favourite uh, Pre-season pre-season memories ones? Any games that That stick out in your mind I, I Played a, a A good few in America um, Good venues Played in uh, Played in the Giant Stadium Played at Fenway Park uh, Against Sport the, the good thing about Fenway Park game In America was Wasn't it the Playing the stadium's great, wasn't it? The game, but we got a belter of a goodie bag, and our and our walker full of baseball stuff. That was amazing. Took it home to the sun and had loads of loads of good gear in it. Maybe um, they were just giving you that, thinking, you know what? Maybe it's time for a change of sport. <laughs> Stick to the baseball. But my favourite one, we played against. I played against Man United loads competitively, but we played against them in Toronto one time, um, and that was amazing. I was playing right back against Giggs. Schools just <laughs> schools, <laughs> schools just kept getting the ball From the right back I think it might, it might have been Raphael And turning And lasering passes An inch over my head to gigs And roasting heat and, oh, was, One of those ones after 20 minutes yeah. You're feeling a bit tight oh, I think you know I might what? need to I, I, It wasn't a great play It's great reflecting on it Saying oh that's a great experience But see playing that Oh my goodness I got the run around that night But good experience But Real Madrid I don't think you can top that and also, I must. I think Celtic. The year I've left Celtic, they played against Real Madrid the following pre-season in LA. I'm sure. So gutted I missed that. Well, what would you have been doing that pre-season then while they were doing that? 
I think I was just I know, <laughs> sitting in the house <laughs> watching it on pay per view. I think no, I think I was doing it at Bristol. I still crying at. I thought I'm missing it. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Brian is a Rangers fan. Up next, Brian. I'm assuming you're you're quite looking forward to the pro- prospect of Rangers taking on Real Madrid. Yeah, I just seen it uh, announced today, and I was wondering because I knew that they said they were playing Brighton and they're playing you know back to back you know games, but um, there have been tournaments in the past where you know you've done that. They'll, they'll use a squad that that weekend, obviously. Uh, my main point is uh, another potential brilliant piece of business uh, bringing in John Lundstrom you know a guy that's been playing his trade in the English Premier League over the last couple of years I've I've seen you know quite a bit of him he looks a player and uh, I don't know if you're aware that uh, the Rangers of six uh, central midfield players Vine uh, obviously Kamara has been sought after he may go I would rather all the players stayed but I know how it works but if you look at the players uh, Davis, Arfield Aribo uh, Lundstrom obviously uh, Ryan Jack uh, I'm trying to remember the other one I mean there's, there's Namdi Offerbar that Rangers brought in from Bournemouth yeah, this summer right. as well and, uh, those, those six central midfield players of course Rangers a princely sum of 265,000 that's an extraordinary you know mm. business you know uh, you know transfer uh, you know it's incredible uh, I would also like to come back with a small point once you've, you've yeah yeah we'll, that. we'll take that one Brian um, I mean Rangers have done their business to, up to this point anyway and haven't spent a penny in sort of transfer fees this summer Fashion Sakala's come in um, Namdi Offerbar's come in there's a, also John Lundstrom's come in as well so Rangers have, have got that business done early we've seen it in the past that they've brought in some free transfers as well yeah um, you know, like I have to agree with what Brian says here when he, he's talking about the the amount of centre midfielders the money that's been spent in them um, it's a brilliant model to, to have you know uh, they've worked it really well since Steven Gerrard has come in identifying Targets who could be free transfers or cost very little money and bring them in, develop them. Maybe not always a hit right away, but develop some into very good players. Um, and and Lundstrom looks like he could be the latest one. You know, good age, twenty seven, good amount of Premier League experience behind him. You know, was a was a standout in that in that Sheffield United team. So looks like he would fit into that model right away. Uh, and then if you have to lose a few, you know, Brian saying he doesn't want to lose any, but if you have to lose Kamara and you get so many million in and you have to lose Morelos, if you can keep that model going, then you turn around the situation that Rangers found themselves in, you know, a number of years back where, you know, every penny was a prisoner, they had to watch what they were doing, and then the models went full swing where, you know, you're, you're developing players and bringing huge transfer fees. I mean that was routinely what Celtic did for years and brought in players for a low amount of money yeah. sold them for a high amount of money and at a time where Rangers really didn't have any sellable assets at yeah. that point and since Steven Gerrard's come in they've managed to build up that squad and you know he was saying at the end of last season and, and they've talked about it that they've now got a squad that they feel you know are, are worth a good bit of money and if they need to sell they, they, they feel as if they can for yeah, well, decent you, money Yeah well you look at th- the way the Rangers squad was a number of years ago I mean, Joey Barton was here and Cranshaw was here and Clint Hill and you know all older experienced guys that they thought they would get the best out of you know their quality would see them through at the latter stages of their career that just didn't work 
And they've, they've had a rethink of the full situation Now, they have spent money Remember, Steven Gerrard has spent good money on some players But the money spent on those players has worked as well So your Kent, who they, they shell out on And, you know, even Hellander And, you know, Golden And guys like that It's actually worked Barisic It's worked so They've got a good balance That the guys they've spent money on Have been top players Maybe took a wee bit of time to find their feet But delivered the goods And the free transfers or the very little money Have been developed And look like they could shift them for um, A good couple of quid as well Brian, what was your other point? Yes, it's regarding the, the penalty last night uh, And it's Har's role You know, and given that to the, That's what I've noticed You know, since Har was introduced Well, certainly to England You know, two years ago uh, When a referee uh, gives a penalty They tend to side with him And it's supposed to be uh, If there's been a slight error made But they still side with the referee I think most people would agree That wasn't a penalty last night Yeah I mean it, it, it's, it's a clear and obvious error is, is what has to be overturned for VAR So it's a case of going to the video assistant referee And he decides whether The you know the decision made by the referee Was a clear and obvious error And I think where the sort of downfall on that one was Last night Despite the fact that it looked very very soft To say the least There's a couple of angles where it shows that there was Contact and there's been a couple of former referees that have said that if that penalty is given and it goes to VAR, it stays a penalty. But if it's not given and it goes to VAR, then it's probably not given at that point. If that makes sense, mm. so it's it can't really tip it either way. There, there will be no amount of wording that will convince me <laughs> that that was a penalty. And you know, I really feel for the Danes because you hear the manager today to to crash out a tournament in that manner. Um, when you've got all this technology who I, I think VAR's been brilliant in this tournament and, and used the correct way But last night just again through a seed of doubt in my mind That it's there It is clear to see um, the what, A clear and obvious error An error's an error If it's not a penalty, it's not a penalty If it is, it is And it's easy enough to to change And they've put those laws into the game And it wasn't, it wasn't taken up It was an odd one for me Um and just when I thought VAR had swung my mind As in we're finally getting to see the good of it And what it can do at the game Then I threw up something like that last night I think that just means that Italy are due a dodgy penalty in the final surely Imagine, imagine <laughs> if they get one The uproar But uh, that'll be interesting comes out. At least listen There's a lot of people saying Oh England get to the final But at least it gives us an actual interest It, it will make the, the final I suppose more Colourful and then Wembley will be packed to the rafters And it'll be a good one come Sunday Well thank you to Brian 01419511025 on the phones Thomas is a Celtic fan up next Thomas what's on your mind? Hi Andrew how you doing? How you doing Mark? Uh, my point's about Poster Coglu um, Surely you would think Poster Coglu's got a bad with staff coming um, As I say to your <coughs> Your guy in the phone I don't think Kennedy and Stanton Surely The only guy's bad them stuff Surely he's got some He'll have somebody in mind Well Look I, I said About 15 minutes ago That I thought it was very odd um, For a manager to come in And, and not have The, the pickies staff Now It's already happened once With Neil Lennon For it to happen again At a fresh start Is very very strange And Postacoglu 
Would have built relationships in Australia He would have built relationships in Japan The guys he trusts Because he's been successful at those clubs So I thought he would bring his own men I also think if he was They would be here by now Because what what they're waiting for You know they could have came and quarantined with him Surely they would want to be there On day one of pre-season Or there for the first game So my thoughts are If it was going to be done It would have been done But I do find it I do find it strange That he's not brought anyone I mean he was quite coy about it In his opening press conference When he spoke to the media And he was asked about his plans To bring in his own staff And he just kind of said You know it's it's something I'll look into and, And maybe something might happen over the next few weeks We didn't really get a definitive answer Either way Whether yeah. he would or not At the moment It certainly doesn't look like it There's not really much speculation about it The only thing I can think of Was at one point Kevin Muscat was linked with it The ex-Rangers player <laughs> And that was quite quickly <laughs> That uh, was met with, with some harsh criticism From the Celtic fans The one thing you, you would say Look if you flip that uh, And think it another way He must be extremely confident In his own ability to, to then mix with the staff that's already there Get his points across and then carry it out He's coming to a new country You know, a new culture um, Different league, different players Different staff And he has the, you know, self-belief That he can take all that on board And help Celtic and progress the club Without any staff So that's the way maybe you could look at it another way But it's just You very rarely see it, Andrew In any football club That one man comes in And Everybody else remains the same And he doesn't bring anyone So that's why some Celtic fans Like Thomas Is find it hard to Hard to believe Thomas do you think There's any upside to it In the fact that John Kennedy And Gavin Strachan People like that They, they know Celtic They know the club They know Scottish football Whereas Ange Postacoglu Is coming with a completely Outside perspective Do you think that Having them on board To, to help him along might, might boost them I don't think so Andrew I mean yeah, Obviously with Every new manager They bring their Backroom staff with them I just find that, as Mark says, I just find it really strange that that Kennedy and Strachan will, will be there. I mean, do you think the board's might be saying, maybe, I don't know, I'm kind of touching the stories here, but do you think the board's might be saying to Angie or, you know, get your new work with Kennedy and Strachan? I don't know. I just but find it really. That, if that is the case, Thomas, I mean, why, why would they? Why would the board have this? Opinion that any new manager comes has to stick with a staff. I mean, that doesn't wash. Last season, a lot of people put the blame at Peter Lawwell's door. You know, Peter Lawwell said, Neil Lennon, you know, this is your staff, you have to work with him. Well, Peter Lawwell's away now. It's Don McKay that's in charge. What is Don McKay come in and, and saying that to the manager as well? It just does not make sense that these restrictions would be put on any Celtic manager. Why? They're wanting the best for the club um, So my thinking is Postacoglu Has came in and thought Had a look at it and thought No, I'm okay with what I've got here um, Because as I say If it was going to be done I think it would have been done by now It could possibly be a case that He's got someone in mind Or people in mind And they're tied up in, in other places And it's, it's a On complicated holiday. process <laughs> to, to get them in But I mean that 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 could be a possible explanation as to why it's not happened yet, or the explanation could be that that he is just happy with the way the setup but it's, is. It's close season, you know, everywhere. So that I get what you're saying, Andrew, but I'm trying to rack my brains and think what would be the stumbling block. You know, I rack my brains. What was the stumbling block? I get the manager in, but you know, we, we crossed that bridge. But staff is slightly different. You know, it's easier to negotiate staff to come, um, and it's the summer. It's close season. Nothing much happening. So it should be pretty straightforward and 
pre-season is an important time for players not only to meet the manager but to meet the number two, the first team coach, the fitness coach, to get their ideas across. And uh, as everyone knows, we're well into pre-season and it's not happened. Well, thank you to Thomas. 01419511025. Give us a call now and you could be up next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. That's what Artie has done. He said Ange Postacoglu is just here. He has to learn about Celtic from the current staff while also assessing them. There's no reason to rush things. Give it time As I say 01419511025 On the phones Alan is a Rangers fan Up next Alan what have you got For us tonight How you doing Andrew Mark alright Doing good thank you um, Right so Basically Just see We were talking about uh, Gwen Kamara and stuff like Obviously the really good Euros and stuff like that I think the ball The ball's in uh, Obviously the manager's hands Because um, We've obviously got The Champions League Coming up We've got one tie to play To get into the Champions League Now I think that that'll, That'll determine a lot In whether players like Kamara I'll stay I think see if we qualify because we've got the carrot that we can say listen we're in the Champions League there's no bigger stage to put, put your name on I know you've obviously done well in the Euros but if he's up there he's playing the Champions League do you know what I mean that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's where you want to be showcasing your talent so I think that the ball's in our court in regard to that but I think I, I can see if we don't qualify but I, I think we will but if we don't then I reckon I reckon Kamara will probably go but I'll be gutted to see him but and I say I don't think we have to rush because he's still got two years left on his contract as well. Do you know what I mean? I think that if anybody, I think it's likely it's going to be Alfie will go. And I think we were transfer policy as well. We've done the players that we've, what have left is obviously we've, we've lost a winger and also Greg Stewart, but we've brought in Fashion Sakala, so he could he could he could hit the floor running and be absolutely tremendous, or he could end up being a riot. But I think he's going to he'll come good for us. But I think I don't think we need to. We need to rush to get ready with players because we've got that wee character dangling for them with Champions League. It's just to see what you guys thought about that. Yeah, I mean, Alan says it was one round to get to the Champions League group stages. It is two for Rangers this mm-hmm. season, but with the sort of financial rewards that you get from getting to the Champions League group stages, do you think Rangers maybe wouldn't be in a rush to, to get anyone out the door and possibly think, you know what, if we can actually get through these rounds, then you've got that money coming in. And at that point, you, you're a lot more... You know, confident yeah, you know, going forward, more stable. But I don't even think it comes down to you know the financial aspect to that for Rangers. I think for the player, uh, and Alan mentions Kamara there for the player alone. The the carrot dangled in front of players for years uh, on the continent in England to come to Celtic or Rangers in years gone by. Champions League football, your chance to play at the elite level. You know, Champions League football for me is is the greatest stage level you can play at. So for Kamara, if he's if he's thinking he's got a chance. Of that while still playing in a comfortable surroundings in Rangers and he's still young enough to go to England next season if he gets that um, promise of Champions League football if Rangers qualify then I think there's a chance he would take it you know you succeed there you you play as well as you have done there in the Europa League and the Euros then your price goes up again for the, the following window so um, players want to play at the highest level and for me the Champions League is that in club football uh, and Rangers You've got to say Have a realistic chance uh, Of getting through These couple of ties To get there And their players Will be desperate To get a, a bite at it Having experienced The Europa League For the last couple of years Alan how big would that be To see Champions League Group stage football Back at Ibrox oh, 
tremendous like, not just obviously for the financial side to the club as well but uh, I think for the fans it's what we craved you know I mean obviously outside of the old forum games obviously that they're the next big games aren't they the Europa League yeah it's great being in there but the rewards that you can get potentially it's, it's a, they're exponentially good you know what I mean the, the opportunities that we've got there as I say enhances our reputation again in the game if we do well in the Champions League as well so it then allows us following seasons we potentially attract a better quality of player and then that's, that's what we want to be doing because that's what Rangers tell that we're known for over the years getting good players in by, by playing in the Champions League so I think if we can get into that it's, um, it'll, be, it'll be brilliant it'll be brilliant I think I think we deserve it <laughs> after the year we've had so but uh, yeah it'll be brilliant for the club as a whole definitely you only have to have a look at the the three ticket package that clubs the clubs put out when they get to the Champions League and the cost they put on them and how quickly those tickets go to see what fans think a Champions League nights uh, in Glasgow you know they're snapped up Alan's right you know the Celtic Rangers games are terrific encounters but when you hear that tune you know whether you're in the stands or on the pitch you know you're at the elite level of European football and uh, both clubs would love to have it this season well thank you to Alan we'll be able to squeeze one more call in John is a Rangers fan in Paisley John what are you thinking tonight Ian Andrew Mark hi John Mark. Yes, John. Yep. Good to hear you back. You know, I speak to you every year, you and Gordon. I mean, I feel sorry for Gordon having you every week. Right. <laughs> you started so well, John. <laughs> <laughs> Went rapidly downhill. <laughs> right, listen. How much a pull is Stephen Gerrard? Do you think that guy, John Lumsden, would have came to Rangers? Other but he came because of Gerrard. Well, what he's, well, listening to John Lundstrom, I mean... <laughs> He basically said that was the reason. You know, he was he was so impressed with Stephen Gerrard's drive and vision of the club. That's what what brought him there. I, I, look, I'd take it that other managers could probably rhyme off the same spiel as Stephen Gerrard says to John Lundstrom. But what Stephen Gerrard brings and his star presence and what he was as a player, there's no doubt in my mind that's how some of these players want to play for him. It does carry an awful lot of weight with uh, his career, what he's achieved, and then he's. He's paired that way The European runs Winning the league The development of players I think that's why John Lundstrom Chose to go there You you were mentioning to me That he was offered A new contract At Sheffield United Last season Didn't take it I, I would have taken him Something special To bring up to Scotland And Stephen Gerrard's managed it I suppose it must be A mixture of the, the two things Stephen Gerrard Being the manager But also the success That Rangers had last season Because You know If if Rangers weren't in a good place this summer and hadn't had, you know, won the league last season, despite the fact that Steven Gerrard's in charge, you'd think it would still be tougher for players to make that decision to go to Rangers. Whereas if you're going in to a successful side who are then, you know, potentially um, two rounds away from the Champions yeah. League as well, that'll be a, a lot more attractive to a player. Of course, and, and want to get better, want to improve. I'm pretty sure Steven Gerrard would have said that to, to John Lundstrom that. They don't want to rest in their laurels They want to go that stage further and That's what attracts people seeing, seeing a manager who's really determined to succeed And obviously when you look at Ibrox And you look at the fan base And the celebrations last year And what comes with success at the club Then it's only natural You can see why players want a piece of that Do you want to come back I in John? Aye Well but to be honest with you, We badly needed them anyway And, and I think you, if you look at it Artfield and Davis Look at the ages of the two of them. So he's a player, right, that we probably needed to back up because the European, the amount of games, Artfield Davis is outstanding, but 
gather with the age, a 27 year old who's rated at 10 million coming in as a good backup player, do you know what I mean? Because the amount of games that we might have to play is going to be an excellent, you know what I mean? Even though the amount of people will go to the middle of the park, I think he was probably the one. He'll be, be, I think he'll be a very key big player for us because Jack's been injured quite a few times and Artfield's been injured and Davis has carried a big burden over the season. So that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, I don't think he'll be a backup player. I think you, you'll see him as a, a mainstay in the side. I think John's right there. Davis is brilliant as he was last season. It can't be easy churning out the amount of games he is uh, at his age. And Lundstrom, I think, might just be the one who, who racks up the most appearances. And you look at the Rangers midfield at the moment. Ryan Jack obviously didn't play a whole lot of football last season and has had pretty bad injury problems. How key is that that Rangers get him back up to full fitness for next season oh, as well of course he's a terrific player I think Scotland you know were unfortunate to lose him as well it's important that he gets a good pre-season behind him doesn't doesn't rush him once from coming in you know affords him that you know to get right because that's important you come back and you're chasing it and you end up with other niggles important Ryan Jack you know just keeps calm and just keeps ticking along and gets back up to full speed for Rangers in Scotland. Well, thank you for all your calls tonight. Thank you to John, who was just up there, and thank you to Mark Wilson in the studio. I'll be back tomorrow night with Jim Duffy. We'll be building up to the first domestic games in Scotland because the League Cup kicks off tomorrow. The group stages, Kelty Hearts playing Dundee United, 7.45. Edinburgh City playing Hamilton as well, 7.45 kick-off. Too. There's a lot of good games on on the Saturday as well I think East Kilbride are playing Kilmarnock, Dumbarton, St Mirren So a few good games to look out for Lots to talk about, lots of transfers on the go as well So make sure to join me tomorrow for that one And make sure to stick around tonight Because Callum Gallagher is up next